You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And today's episode is brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. Right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Before we get started, we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly on Facebook, and this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Oh boy, well where do we even start with this one? For the fourth consecutive week in in a row, the Chargers lose in heartbreaking fashion in games that they should have won in every single one of them. I mean, there's an alternate reality where the Chargers are 5-0 and they make all the plays late in the game and the Chargers ruined another special performance by Justin Herbert on Monday Night Football. He brought the team with a chance. He gave the team a chance to win a couple of different times, and the Chargers couldn't do it once again. But it all ends in Mike Badgley really missing that field goal at the end of regulation. So we're going to start with that, and we'll also talk about a couple of the injuries that happened. Casey Hayward was out. Keenan Allen was out, as well as Uchenna Nwosu. Uh, so many things to talk about before getting into the recap and just getting into all of the biggest plays from this game and just reliving this nightmare one more time and just talking about how things could have been different and just some plays where the momentum swang for the Chargers. But let's go ahead and get into it. The Los Angeles Chargers lost another heartbreaking game this time to the New Orleans Saints as Michael Badgley missed a game-winning kick as time expired. This is Daniel Wade joined by David Drogemeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. The Chargers lost to the New Orleans Saints 30-27 to in primetime on Monday Night Football. The Chargers blew another 17-point lead. They are the third team since 1991 to give up 17-point leads in consecutive weeks, and the Chargers did that in this game. But they did fight back and actually gave themselves a very, very good chance to win in this one. And at the end of regulation, Michael Badgley, after a huge play by Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, got them in field goal range. Michael Badgley ends up hitting the upright on a field goal attempt from 50 yards out that would have won them the game in a game that they already were put in that position due to a missed extra point earlier on by Badgley. But there were so many things that went wrong in this game, David. But right there, a chance to get Justin Herbert his first win in prime time on Monday night, and they can't do it. No, they can't, Daniel. And it just seems like we've seen this rerun of this horror film over and over and over, week after week. And if you're feeling that way, it's because that's how it's happened. The Chargers are 3-13 and in one-score games dating back to 2019. They just cannot get things done when the game is on the line. The Chargers would have been in a great position to win most of their games if the game were decided in the first half. But Of course, it is not, and the the Chargers have to continue to put things together in the second half, and their lack of adjustments by the coaching staff and their inability to make plays in the big spotlight moments is what ultimately crippled them and 
crippled the Chargers and caused them to lose this football game. The Chargers, once again, get out to a big lead, and then just before halftime, the Saints score, and then all the momentum is gone, and then you just get this queasy feeling that everything is going to go downhill from there, and it pretty much did, Daniel. Although Justin Herbert had a phenomenal performance, and he was the first rookie quarterback on Monday night to throw for four touchdowns, it was not enough, and the Chargers lose another heartbreaker once again. It was, and it ruined a couple of special moments. I mean, Justin Herbert late in the fourth quarter, finding Mike Williams on a busted coverage for a 64-yard touchdown to put them up by a touchdown and giving their defense a touchdown lead, and it would not hold. He gives them a chance to go for a game-winning field goal, and they miss it. And on the last play of the game, throws it a yard short of the first down, and Mike Williams isn't able to get it done. But this team has lost in excruciating fashion, and they just can't seem to get it right in close games. The killer instinct, or whatever you want to call it, is not there for this team. And this coaching staff is going to have a long, hard look at what they're doing wrong during this bye week, and the execution has to be better going forward. But once again in this game, injuries played a huge factor in what happened as as Chargers star wide receiver Keenan Allen left the game early with back spasms. And then also their starting edge rusher Uchenna Nuosu goes out with Casey Hayward Jr., their Pro Bowl cornerback. So once again, David, it's a battle of attrition. And the Chargers really need this bye week right now because they had three more very important players go down in this game. Yeah, not not to mention Joey Bosa being on a snap count as well. He was only out there on a handful of different plays, probably saving him for the big moments. But it seemed like you know you missed him on some plays. You wish he was out there. But we know Joey Bosa has been dealing with a litany of injuries, an ankle, a knee, the tricep. He's been very battered and injured. He even came out and said so that he's pretty beat up. The Chargers desperately need this bye week to try to get healthy and try to get some of their stars back and also try to get some reinforcements on their offensive line. Hopefully Trey Turner and Brian Bulaga will be good to go after bye week as well. The Chargers have lost so many starters, it's getting very difficult for them to field a competent team out there. And even with all the backups out there playing, the Chargers did have a great shot at winning this football game. But they need to get healthier, Daniel. They need to get some of their stars back. Hopefully, Melvin Ingram, Chris Harris Jr., some of those guys will be able to come back after the bye. And hopefully, the Chargers can learn how to put ball games away. Yeah, the offensive line was a big story in this game. Justin Herbert was getting battered. He took three sacks for 25 yards but that was only part of the story as he was under pressure all game long and did end up going his first game without throwing an interception but one was dropped against him so he still have to clean that up but it's hard to ask more from your rookie quarterback than you've gotten so far and for the Chargers having those guys come back for injuries is going to make all of the difference going forward because this is not the same team they started with at the beginning of the season I mean it's almost unrecognizable at times and the Chargers really the only thing that's going to help that is time but we do have two more segments to get into because we have to be getting into a game recap of this game getting into all of the biggest plays from it and talking about some of the momentum shifting plays from it but first I need to tell you guys that if you want to fix something like the Chargers need to fix their game late game situations with your car there's only one place to go and that's rockauto.com with the ever increasing number of makes and models it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counter and orders the parts from his computer when you can choose rockauto.com and choose from the greatest inventory you're going to find and get everything delivered right to your door and the best part is 
you know you're always going to get the best price. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into the game. Rewind from this one and talk about all of the big plays that the Chargers had and, of course, that the Saints had as well. But the Chargers offense started off a little slow in this game. They ended up going three and out on their first drive, and they continue to be really on and off. They either go three and out, it seems like, or they score a touchdown. But the defense held on their first time out on the field, holding the Saints to five plays and 12 yards before punting. Then the Chargers offense got going on their second drive. They go nine plays, 80 yards, and Justin Herbert makes a great play, breaking a sack, getting outside of the pocket, on the run, just throwing a dime to Keenan Allen in the end zone. Michael Badgley would end up missing the point after, which made it only a 6-0 game. The drive was sprung by a Justin Jackson 36-yard run, but that was another wild play from Justin Herbert right there, David. I mean, just an incredible play getting out of the pocket, turning a negative play into six points for the Chargers. I mean, man, Daniel, that play was awesome. The defenders were in hot pursuit of him. He screams out, rolls out to the right side, throws on the run, on the money, straight to Keenan Allen for the touchdown. And after that play, I was like, wow, I just got to watch that again. Did that really happen? Did a Chargers quarterback show that type of mobility? We haven't seen that in a very, very long time. That was a very exciting play. I mean, once that happened, you're like, okay, they're getting things going uh, the right way. Everything's starting off just the way the Chargers wanted to. Yeah, you get out into an early lead, and that's something that's obviously important, but that really hasn't been the issue for the Chargers. But the defense held again on the Saints' second drive, holding them to six plays, 15 yards, and a punt. Unfortunately, the Chargers can't double down after their next drive. They go three and out and go a negative 11 yards. I mean, the Chargers' offense in this game was super boom or bust it was really all or nothing and it all kind of started with getting that first first down and after that the Saints would end up having to kick a field goal but they only had to go 18 yards to do it the field position was in the favor of the Saints all game long and to have to only go 18 yards to get a field goal that's kind of hard to hold that against the Chargers defense but on the Chargers fourth drive they get a huge break because the Chargers end up getting a roughing the kicker penalty against the Saints which gives them a free first down and the Chargers take advantage. Herbert finds another long ball after getting a couple last week. This time it's to Jalen Guyton for 49 yards down the middle. The next play, Herbert finds Mike Williams. And another play, I love the fact that they threw it on first down while they had the Saints defense reeling. They get a touchdown on a little out route. And that's another thing in this game is that Mike Williams really played through a big injury and, and came up big time in a lot of ways for the Chargers in this game. But another very pretty deep ball for Justin Herbert under some pressure. Yeah, that was an amazing play, and it seems like every single time the Chargers need a, a long play, they're looking for the speedy wide receiver Jalen Guyton. I mean, every almost every one of his catches have been like 30, 40-plus yards. At least that's what it feels like. Jalen Guyton getting incredible production, and it is very clear that Jalen Guyton and Justin Herbert are on the same page because they are continuously connecting for these long, long plays. Yeah, and it was good to see Mike Williams get into the end zone for the first time this season. And also even better to see after getting a lead, now that you're up 13-3, to you force a three and out by the Saints offense. On third and one, the Chargers really deed up 
got very physical in a short yardage situation, and Kenneth Murray gets the stop to force that three and out on the Saints side of the field. Unfortunately, the Chargers offense, like we said, very boomer bust, goes three and out, mostly due to a penalty by Dan Feeney that moved them back 10 yards. And then the Chargers defense came through again on the Saints' next drive. This time it's Nazir Adderley getting his first interception of the season, something that we've been waiting for a long time to say about Nazir Adderley. And he is so dangerous with the ball in his hands. He's a former kick returner. This time he picks off Drew Brees, takes it all the way down to the one-yard line, and then Hunter Henry gets his first touchdown of the season from Justin Herber, and that was really nice to see, David, a couple of things there. Just the Chargers continuing to be good in the red zone. I mean, converting on their first three trips in this game, making it 20-3, to but also getting Hunter Henry his first touchdown reception of the season and Nazir Adderley getting an interception. Yeah, none of that happens without that interception by Nazir Adderley. I mean, it was an overthrow. I mean, it, Drew Brees pretty much threw the ball straight to him, but Nazir Adderley did make the catch, and then the special things happened right after that. He took it almost all the way down to the goal line. That was an electric return. I was like, man, why don't we have him on kickoffs? Oh, that's right, because we have no safety depth. <laughs> Can't do that. But a great play by Nazir Adderley gets the Chargers in scoring position, and they finish it out by targeting a red zone weapon that I've called for several times, which is Hunter Henry. Really nice to see Hunter get a touchdown and the Chargers offense continued to roll it did I mean you got a 20 to 3 lead and I mean everyone was kind of thinking back to last week and you really just were thinking hey this is a chance for the Chargers to really get past what happened last week you have another 17 point lead you have to hang on to it and the Chargers defense came through again on the next drive they forced the Saints to only five plays and a punt before giving it back to the Chargers offense you have time to go and score again but what do the Chargers do with a chance to add on? They go two rushing plays on first and second down for negative two yards. They ended up going three and out, and it was plenty of time for the Saints to go eight plays, 51 yards, and get a touchdown to make it 20-10 to 10 going into the half. And it was just so eerily reminiscent of last week, David. You have all this momentum. The defense gets off the field, and I really put that one on the offense. Obviously, the defense looked really bad in that two-minute situation, which we've seen before. But if you're Anthony Lynn, if you're Shane Sykin, you need to get a couple of first downs there, not just to score points, but to not give it back to the other team in that situation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I hate the conservative play calling in this one with all the runs on first down when we saw over and over again it not being successful and putting the Chargers in long down in distances, which crippled them a lot in this football game. That's why they were either really exciting or they were really boring. They were either doing really well or not doing anything at all. But I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with that two-minute offense there, uh, what, or that two-minute defense there with Gus Bradley. Why didn't they at least take a timeout so they can get some re- replacements in, get some subs in? It was cl- obvious what the Saints were doing. They saw a defensive package out there that they felt like they could exploit, and they did so to perfection. I mean, you got to notice that stuff. You got to get a timeout, get a get a couple more players in there, maybe put yourself in a better position to defend that, and maybe that doesn't happen, but. Yes, once again, the the falter before halftime, and it seems like this is every single game that we watch. This has to get fixed. It is so infuriating. Yeah, and the Chargers elected to receive the opening kickoff, so the Saints were getting it back to start the second half. And I just think that right there, yeah, you probably want to get your defense to stop reeling, get a different 
package out there to deal with what the Saints were doing, but they made it way too easy for the Saints on that drive. And most teams would be very happy with a 10-point lead going into halftime, but it's just the way that you get there. I mean, giving up those points consistently right before halftime, there's definitely a lot to go on both sides of the ball offensively and defensively, but it would have been nice to see the Chargers offense there bail their defense out a little bit because you know what you have and you know that the Drew Brees is going to get it going eventually. But the Chargers had a 10-point halftime lead. They should have felt pretty good about it, but there was so much of the game left to play. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, when you guys need to break through a wall like the Chargers offense needed to do on Monday night for a little while, there's only one place, and that's from the Maker's of Built Bar, you can get your new energy with Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's like a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. You can put it in your golf bag. You can put it on your pocket. They're very portable, and they are and they all taste great with three great flavors. They have chocolate mint, peanut butter honey, and also chocolate coconut. I've tried all three of them. All of them are good, and you can just bust right through that wall at the end of your day. For me, it's usually around 5 p.m. Right when my fiance gets home is right when I always get the most tired. I just end up using one of those, and I'm good for the rest of the night. Good to do the podcast at 9.30 at night, which is usually when we do it. But all you have to do is go to visitbuiltgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, all caps, one word, for 20% off at builtgo.com. All right, well, we have to get into the second half of this game, which unfortunately wasn't as good as the first half, but you could kind of see the writing on the walls. But the defense had a chance to come out after halftime and get the ball back to the offense, and they did that. Chen Nwosu gets a big-time sack against Teron Armstead. I mean, really just put a great move on him, just bull-rushed him right into Drew Brees' lap and took him down one-handed for a sack that ended up getting the Chargers the ball back. But again, coming out of halftime, the Chargers offense has been terrible so far this season. They go six plays and have to punt. They can't get anything going. And then on the Saints' second drive, they end up cutting it to seven with the field goal attempt. And on the Chargers' second drive of the half, they can't take advantage of a really good play they had going. They had Mike Williams deep open. Justin Herbert was under pressure. And the Chargers end up having to punt because he underthrows him by a few yards. And it was just oh so close for the Chargers to putting a 27-13 to lead on the Saints right there and really changing the momentum in this game. And they had a chance to do it. But unfortunately, the offensive line was such a story in this game, and it continued to be. And then on the Saints' third drive, they get their act together offensively. You give them three shots, they're going to put points on the board. They go 89 yards for a touchdown, but that's not the part that hurts, David. That's not the only part that is, because now it's a 20-20 tie. You've already given up your 17-point lead again, which is ridiculous. But it's the way it happens. A broken coverage leaves a wide-open Jared Cook down the field for 41 yards and a touchdown. Just so easy. The Chargers only rushed three people. Nazir Adderley and Kazir White both looked at each other, wondering which one of them was supposed to cover the guy, and it's just a huge back-breaking play for the Chargers. Yeah, it reminds me of the of the play in the Patriots game when they – or <laughs> the Patriots game. It reminds me of the plays in the Buccaneers game when Tom Brady went to Scotty Miller for that easy score. I mean, it really felt exactly like that when Jared Cook got loose and caught that uh, wide-open touchdown. I was like, oh, here we go again. The Saints score rapidly, and, and the Chargers have to answer. And it's just it's so annoying to watch this week after week after week 
I don't understand how they keep doing this, why they can't get this fixed, but it was just one of those plays. It was so such deja vu with that. And it sucks, too, because Nazir Hattery had the interception in the first half. He looked like he was ready to have a pretty good game, and then that play happens. It's hard to imagine that Kazir White should have been in a deep third coverage there, but they were both looking at each other. you got to take the deep man in this defense, and I mean— it just was such an easy play for the Saints to get on a third and 14. I mean, you could tell the Chargers thought they were going to be going just for the first down, and they made them pay for it with a big play. And now it's a tie game, so the Chargers would have another chance to see how they would respond after last week's debacle as well. They end up going nine plays, 25 yards, and having to punt. The drive got derailed a little bit by a first down run by Joshua Kelly that goes negative five yards, but... Chargers really needed points like there. They couldn't do it. And the Chargers defense on their next drive comes back and is stout. They end up forcing a three and out of Drew Brees and the Saints. Michael Davis ended up making a good open field tackle on third down. And Michael Davis had a couple of actually pretty good tackles in this game. That surprised me just because it's Michael Davis and he's not very physical. But the Chargers get it back. In the fourth quarter, they need to go down and take the lead. And it didn't look like it was going to happen. On the first down, you get a nice screen pass to Virgil Green to pick up 15 yards. David, we were talking about it. That was a really nice play call there. But then you run the ball two straight times for zero yards. And then you put Herbert again in a third and 10 situation, which it just seemed like they were absolutely living in all day. But David, the Saints busted coverage. They thought the Chargers were just going for the first down. Mike Williams gets wide open down the field and Justin Herbert answers back with a 64-yard touchdown to give the Chargers a 27-20 lead late in the fourth quarter. Man, that was awesome. I mean, definitely, I think what made it even better is that it was so unexpected. You just didn't expect the Chargers to be able to answer like that given how the games have gone this year. But yeah, Justin Herbert finds Mike Williams wide open. Mike Williams just turns around, kind of waves at the defender and then waltzes into the end zone for a big, big 64-yard touchdown. That was a great play. And uh, once again, the Chargers need a play and they look at Mike Williams and he answers. Yeah, and Justin Herbert's looking at another game winning drive in the fourth quarter, something he's already had that didn't come to fruition. And the Chargers defense, after being pretty good on several drives, I mean, they just needed one more play and they didn't have it on this one. The Saints make it look easy again, even leaving time for the Chargers to come back. But they go eight plays, 73 yards, but the drive was just ridiculous. Brayshon Jenkins gets matched up with Alvin Kamara. He ends up getting a 28-yard reception where Jenkins was in perfect position, doesn't get his head around. Kamara tries to basically moss him, ends up juggling the ball while keeping his feet in bounds on the sideline and making a ridiculous catch. And you just knew right there they were going to score. And after Taysom Hill hadn't been an issue for the Chargers all game, had barely got on the field, takes it in easily from nine yards out. Kenneth Murray gets tricked by the motion and ends up being an easy touchdown for them. But the Chargers weren't done. They had about 50 seconds left. They had timeouts to use, and it was a little bit clunky. They went to the middle of the field probably more than they should have. They had time to do it, but you would have liked to see maybe some chunk plays earlier in the drive to try to set yourself up for a very easy field goal if you could because you had those timeouts. Instead, the Chargers get into a situation where it's third and one. There's 15 seconds left in the game. You have to take a chunk play at some point, and then they get it, David. An absolutely ridiculous catch from Mike Williams down the sidelines. We've seen it from him so many times, and he comes through again in another big moment with Marshawn Lattimore all over him, the coverage all over him. Justin Herbert puts the ball 
in just the absolute perfect spot that he could and gets it into field goal range with almost no time left to give the Chargers a chance at the win. But what a throw and another acrobatic, amazing catch by Mike Williams. I swear, Daniel, when I saw that catch, I was like, wow, that's almost the exact same catch you had in Denver when they needed Last a big season. play. Yeah. I mean, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, he goes up and just his amazing wingspan, his amazing jumping ability, and his just his knack for making the big play when his team needs it. It just happens most of the time for Mike Williams, and that was another example. A great throw, a great acrobatic catch. Mike Williams, I think, is showing his toughness, showing his ability, and I think he is proving everybody wrong about why he was selected number seven overall for the Chargers. He has been a difference maker so far in his career. And at that point, the Chargers give themselves a chance to win the game. You would like to see them get a few more yards, but with no timeouts, they couldn't use the middle of the field and throwing to the outside. They trusted Justin Herbert on that one. If he didn't see it, throw it away. To his credit, he did that. Gives Michael Badgley a 50-yard field goal attempt. He was one of two on those on this season. And, of course, it hits the upright. And the brutal part is, is I thought it was going in. Like, I, I really thought that it just went through the air so long. I was like, it's not going to get wide enough. It's going to go in. It hits the uprights, bounces back out. Such a brutal way to end regulation. I know, David, you were definitely not happy to see first the PAT, which would have at least made the Saints have to go for two at some point. And then you miss the game-winning field goal with a chance to really solidify yourself as a clutch kicker and to kind of erase some of the mistakes that you've had already missing two field goals so far this season. Yeah, hey, Money Badger, I'm sorry to say this, bud, but you're going to have to revoke that title until... The nickname is gone. (laughs) Yeah, it's been revoked. It's been revoked. Until you hit another game winner and show me that you can come up clutch in in the big moments like you're supposed to, I'm not calling you the Money Badger anymore. It's going to be Michael Badgley from here on until I get that game winner. And he was two of two in those situations going into it and those clutch situations in the last two minutes of a game, but this was the one that mattered. The Chargers could have got their first win, and you go into overtime as your team is absolutely broken. And what happens? The Saints get the ball first on the coin toss. They end up going down super easily. They only forced one third down of the Saints on that drive, did the Chargers defense. And Brandon Faison, after getting picked on a lot in that drive with Casey Hayward out, ended up having really good coverage on the outside of Emmanuel Sanders. Forces a field goal attempt, and I think you'll take that in that situation. You give your offense a chance to go back on the field, four down territory, and if you get a field goal, you tie the game, but you can still win the game with a touchdown. The ball goes back to the Chargers offense, and it just all goes bad from there. I mean, the Chargers give themselves a chance on third down. Justin Herbert can't find K.J. Hill over the middle. The throw was behind him. You'd still love to have him make the catch there and extend the drive, but what it did is set up fourth and seven, and Justin Herbert goes to his hot route. Mike Williams, who makes the catch with Marshawn Lattimore in coverage. The catch was a little bit high. It didn't give him the best chance to run after the catch, but Williams gets dragged down one yard short. He looked to have gotten injured potentially on the play, but to have the game end like that, David, to have Justin Herbert go the whole game without an interception, and then to see the Chargers lose in that fashion where really he made the right read. I know a lot of people are going to say KJ Hill gets open. It was either Hill or Guyton gets open, but I mean, Justin Herbert had no time to throw that ball. Like He got rid of it as soon as he could, and then he got crushed. There was no time for other plays to develop. He kind of had to go there in that situation. Maybe he can just anticipate the guy's going to get open, but that's just a really tough play and you just hope right there that Mike Williams can stretch that out for a first down 
I mean, you were just hoping. I mean, you know, Mike Williams is a big physical guy. You're like, I mean, he can fight through that. And they've been abusing Marshawn Lattimore all game long. I mean, they were targeting him and having a lot of success most of the game. And then, of course, when the game's on the line and when it matters, he makes the tackle and the Chargers lose another heartbreaking freaking game. Yeah, and you definitely felt the absence of Keenan Allen, especially on a play like that. They were content to take away Hunter Henry on a lot of those plays because they knew he loved to go to Henry. Mike Williams made a few plays, but the Chargers just run out of gas there at the end, and Justin Herbert still can't find that elusive first win, and the Chargers, of course, break Chargers fans' hearts once again. So we want to thank you guys for even listening to this because that was just brutal. It definitely was brutal, and um, unfortunately I have to make this worse because this is the first time the Chargers have had four touchdowns in a game, four passing touchdowns, and no interceptions, and lost a game. Well, they did that tonight. Yeah, the Chargers are rewriting the record books, and not in a good way. I mean, Justin Herbert has a lot of accommodations at this point, a lot of rookie of the weeks, a lot of, you know, just historical numbers that he's been able to put up. And it was nice to see him take care of the football for the most part. A couple of risky throws in there, obviously. But at the end of the day, he doesn't turn the ball over. He throws for four touchdown passes, gets them a chance to win with a 50-yard field goal, and they don't win the game. And there's going to be a lot of pressure on this coaching staff after today, and we'll get more into that on tomorrow's show when we get into what went right and what went wrong. But this is a very bad look on Anthony Lynn and this coaching staff continuing to not go out there and be able to close out these games. You have to be able to execute, but at a certain point, when certain plays are getting run, when certain things are so easy for the opposing team's offenses, something has to change, and right now, it's just not a good look. But we'll get into that more tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening after that heartbreaking loss. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page at Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribing to us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. We have a bunch of reactions so far to the game. If you guys want to try to get on the show during this week or the bye week, the number is 323-524-7924. We'll definitely be getting into a couple of those shows. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.